Welcome to the Anthem Church Podcast. Our desire is to transform lives through authentic experiences with God and with people. This message is brought to you from Anthem Church in Fairview, Oregon. We pray you are encouraged, inspired, and strengthened through the teaching and preaching of God's Word. of this series on freedom, which I love the word freedom. But how many of you know that freedom isn't just free? That there is a price to pay for our freedom. How many veterans do we have in the house today? Yes. Thank you. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you. There's a price to pay for freedom. And there was a price to pay for our spiritual freedom, our emotional freedom, our physical freedom. And there was one man, one God, who became a man, who was God and man, who was willing to fight for my freedom, for your freedom. Amen. And so today we're going to dive into a little bit here of what Christ did for you and I, for you and I for you and I. Why? Because it's not just about recognizing freedom. It's not just about acknowledging freedom, although it is, honoring freedom, although it is. God wants to do something in us, but he also wants to do something through us. Amen. How many of you know that free people, free people? <laughs> Amen. And so today, if you are feeling stuck in any situation in life, how many of you know that life can sometimes make us feel stuck. How many of you enjoy transition? <laughs> Not fun. We all just want to be on the mountaintop, but how many of you know we go through the valley, don't we? But there is hope today, and hope has a name, and his name is you know his name. Amen. I love that song this morning. His name that is greater than any other name on this earth and in heaven thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven you know anthem as i was worshiping this morning you know i i've just felt in my spirit as like lord this church this house that we love these pastors that we love all of you that we love and our new friends that we're meeting today that we love. I kept hearing the word beacon, beacon, beacon. And so I looked up that word, and that word beacon means a fire or light set up in a high or prominent position as a signal and a warning for celebration or celebration. A beacon, a fire or a light set up in a high or prominent position. That is anthem, anthem, a beacon in a dark area, right? We live in this world, but because of Jesus, we can have freedom, but freedom can also move through us to be a beacon of light and hope for this community, for this city, for this state. How do we change culture? <laughs> How do we change culture? How do we influence culture? Well, he showed us how to do it because Jesus not only came to save us, but he came to free us. 
And because of him, we can walk in freedom and his freedom, and we can influence culture. For God, how? For God so loved the world that he gave. It is the love of God. It is the love of God. It is the heart of our Father. It's been the plan since the beginning, and it's still the plan that the love of God would encounter us in such a way that we would know, hear this this morning, you and I are fully known and deeply loved. Fully known and deeply loved. We cannot hide. There's no reason to hide. He knows everything about us, and he loves us anyways. Come on, that's so good. I am so thankful that even in my mess, God still loved me anyways. Are you thankful for that? Amen. Freedom is a movement. You know, there's a big difference between wanting to come into um, and are facing a situation and wanting it to change. There's a big difference between modifying a situation and then going through a transformation. I believe today that there's people in the room that you've come here with situations that you're hoping not to just feel better today. You're hoping not to just modify a few things. You're hoping to encounter the love of God that would free you up and transform your life. Not only today, but so that we can move forward in that love and in that freedom. Amen. Colossians 1.13, let's read it together. Colossians 1.13, for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Luke chapter 4, verse 18, this is Christ. He was the, he was the, uh, the answer to this scripture in I, Isaiah, right? He was this in the flesh, for the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, and that the oppressed will be set free. If you've read the Gospels, you will know that that's exactly what Jesus did. We follow the life of Christ, the greatest leader that ever walked this planet, and that's exactly what he did. What was his mission? Love in motion, freedom in motion. Freedom is a movement, amen? And all I know is this, when life gets hard, when times get hard, I just want to follow my Jesus. I just want to follow the movement. I don't want to step away. I don't want to try to figure it out by myself. And sometimes, how many of you know it gets dark? But the greatest dreams can happen at night. And the greatest vision, the greatest pictures can be produced in the dark room. And so if you're in here and you feel like the night has been long, come on, I know what that feels like. There's hope today because his, his word is a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. And even though we cannot maybe see, we know we can follow our master. We can follow the Savior. Why? Because he, sent, he was sent to proclaim that the captives will be released and that give us eyes to see. The blind to see, what does that mean? Yes, physically, praise God for healing, for miracles. He's still about 
the miracle business. Amen? <laughs> it's not just stories we read. Yes, it is. But it is when we read the word of God, we are looking at our manual for life. <laughs> This is what we can do. This is the power and the authority and the dominion that was passed on to us because of Jesus. But that also means sight in our soul. That also means spiritual eyes. To be able to see when we can't see. It's really hard to drive when there's no lights. And there's a big... T-R-U-S-T, five-letter word there, trust, 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 and we'll be tested in that, but he loves us enough, he loves us enough to say, you know what, hang on, I know where you need to turn left next, just hang on, as long as we have Siri talking, we're okay, we can make it, we can make it, okay, and for the oppressed to be free, what does it mean to be oppressed? It means to be in bondage. It means to go through suffering. It means when trials and tribulations and things come upon us, you know, maybe it might be affliction of our own sin or just the, you know, things that we're going through there. But you know what? Praise God for forgiveness. And then the enemy wants to, you know, if he's not working on the inside, he's coming from the outside. And his job, John 10.10, is to steal, kill, and destroy. But there's good news. Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly, to set the oppressed free. There's good news today. If you have felt captive to anything, if you have felt stuck, trapped, I know what it feels like to even lose your physical breath in situations. Life can suffocate if we don't know our master. But there's good news. He is the breath of life. <laughs> and he is still freeing. Freedom is a movement. Our freedom was worth fighting for. I want you to get that down into your heart this morning. You are worth it. I was worth it. You and I, God's children, were worth every drop of blood, every place he suffered, all of the shame, the people who denied him, all of the rejection. He could have stopped at any point, but he had you and me on his mind, in his heart. We were the mission. Love came down to set us free, and he wouldn't stop. But how many of you know that when he said it is finished, he didn't mean that he was finished, but that his mission was complete. And they put him in the grave, but the grave could not hold him. Death could not keep him. And the same spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead on the third day is alive and well on the inside of you and me. How is freedom a movement? By the Spirit of God that is on, on the inside of you and me. God, we thank you for your life because he lives. I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, we too can have resurrection life. Thank you, Lord. 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now the Lord 
I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. And wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. Wherever he is the Lord, there is freedom. Lord, I need you to be the Lord in this situation because we need freedom. We need liberty in these situations. Lord, step in and be the Lord in this situation. You know, the Lord says, I'm a jealous God. I'm a jealous God. I want all your heart. I want all your heart. And it's a good thing. He's a good father. But he said he doesn't want anyone beside him. What does that mean? Nobody has the privilege to sit next door to God on my heart. <laughs> There's only one seat, and that seat is for my master, and his name is Jesus Christ. And there's no other authority and no other thing on heaven or earth that has the right to sit in that seat because I've given my life to him. And he is in charge. Amen. So wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. Freedom, his freedom, is empowering. His freedom is empowering. The life of Christ the mission of Christ, we are still walking in the mission. We are. There's cause and effect. There's cause and effect. And we are still walking in the effect of the mission right now until we go home one day. And I plan to go up in the clouds. How about you? Yeah, I'd like to see that day and take a whole bunch of people with us, right? Nobody left behind. But his freedom is empowering Romans 8, 14, the mature children of God, and this is the Passion Translation, that's what TPT means, the mature, mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Those that are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Freedom is a movement. When you think of a pulse, where does a pulse come from? It comes from the heart. The heart dictates the pulse. Amen? We are the pulse of the heart of God. We are to walk and to live in the pulse, in the impulse of the heart and the love of our Father. How do we do that? That sounds good, but how do we do that? It's simple. We step into what? The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. You know, God the Father is, you know, kind of a little bit more simple to recognize, to identify. Jesus Christ the Son, more simple to recognize, identify with, receive. But sometimes the God the Holy Spirit can seem like a little mystery. Like, how can I embrace something I don't see? And I'm not sure how I can relate to. Very simple. You just begin to ask him to speak to you. To open up your ears and to open up your spiritual eyes and open up the eyes of your heart. Because he's always been speaking. He's always been there. You know, I, I just am a firm believer that God is, has always been speaking. Am I dialed in to his channel? Because there's lots of other channels. I mean, how many hundreds of channels do we need on Comcast and Xfinity? And I'm like, how many hundreds? And we probably watch one. <laughs> the, 
There's so many channels and places that we can be tuned into and dialed into and plugged into. And whatever we're plugged into, we're following the pulse of what we're plugged into. But have we stopped to plug into and dial into the voice of the Holy Spirit? Yes, he is a mystery, but he's my best friend. I love him. He is the promise. He is the one that Jesus said, listen, it's good. It's okay that I go. It's to your advantage that I go. Are you kidding me? The disciples are like, how is that to our advantage? We love you. We want to be with you. Don't leave. Wherever you go, things happen. Christ, what do you mean it's to our advantage? We want you to stay here. But he said, because I will send you the promise. I will send you the helper who will be with you always. How long is always? Always. Even until the end. So you and I have the spirit of God right now here on this earth to walk and to follow the Lord. This is how freedom is a movement. He moves on the inside but he moves through us as well. Amen. God is a generous God. He is a generous God. He's not the father who it's Christmas morning and all the presents are under the tree. And he's not, you know, we're not the kid that gets one and the others get five. And sometimes I know it feels like that. He distributes the gifts according to what he sees. But the Holy Spirit that is inside of me is the same Holy Spirit that's inside of you. He is an equal opportunity Holy Spirit, amen? <laughs> if we call on the name of Jesus and we are saved, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. And we are that temple and we are that house for the Holy Spirit, the voice of God speaking to us, amen? This is how freedom is a movement. Moments moments, prayer, time, worship with the Holy Spirit. Moments are what become the movement. Moments are what become the movement. The word movement means motion, move. Well, that's profound. Movement means move. <laughs> movement, motion, move, to stir, to shift. Whew. I don't want to miss how many of you have ever been in the car and you missed the exit? Because the voice was down on the directions. And maybe you're old school and you like to print yours still. God help you. You can listen to them. It's, it'll be okay. It'll be better if you're not looking at something. <laughs> Embrace the new technology. <laughs> but I don't like to miss the turn. I don't like to miss. But why? Because then you have to hope that when you get off on the next exit, somehow you're going to get right back on, but it always seems to be complicated when we got to do it that way. It's like, now I'm going to be five more minutes behind, or ten possibly, and I don't even know if that exit's going to bring me back to the freeway quickly. Let me tell you, it's an intense time of fellowship in the car with me and my husband if I cause us to mix an exit. <laughs> i got to help my husband. <laughs> Amen. But even if, even if we shift and go a wrong way, the Holy Spirit, it's never too late. You're never too far. 
You're never too far and it's never too late. And he already has the plan. He has the reroute. He has, some of us just need to make the U-turn, amen? And get right back on track with the Lord. But today I know he is shifting and stirring and moving. And, you know, a powerful force that we can refer that to as well is a river. A river is constantly moving. There is life in a river. There is life in a river. There's so much in a river, and every river leads to the ocean. Ponds don't move. They stink. <laughs> they collect. <laughs> Creeks, okay, they move along. But a river, oh, be careful by the currents under the river. Amen? Because they're moving at all times. Even when it looks like on the top, I can't tell, but down deep, the river's moving. The river's moving, and I know that the river is moving on the inside of us today. Freedom is a movement. I want to read a story out of John chapter 4, and I'm in the season of life where you put on the greatest gift that God can give, and it's glasses. And so I've, I've got to do the reading glasses now. This is how we obtain great wisdom from God. Amen. Come on. <laughs> but I want to read to you, and I'm going to read to you the story. How many of you like to hear the word of the Lord? <laughs> I'm going to read to you the story of the woman at the well. And we're going to look at her life, and we're going to see how a moment became a movement. John chapter 4, I'm in the New Living Translation, and they don't have it, so guys, sorry about that, but it's okay. I'm going to read, and you can read along with me if you have your app or your Bible. Chapter 4, I'm going to start in verse 7. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, verse 10, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. Oh, man, that is such a picture of us. How often we just say, God, we just come to him with our cup. We just come with him with our bucket. We just come, and we just like, if I could just get just one some just some help if I could just get some water I'm dry I'm thirsty and I just need to be just just a little sip just a sip Lord from your kingdom and all the while he's saying listen if you only knew the gift I would give you living water verse 11 but sir you don't have a rope or a bucket she said and this well is very deep where would you get this living water and besides do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob she obviously has not recognized Jesus yet <laughs> Who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? How many times does Jesus show up in the simple forms in our life and we don't recognize him? And we're saying, God, I just need help. God, I just need a drink. Lord, I'm tired. I'm thirsty. And he shows up and he says, here. And we're like, we don't even recognize him. And we begin to try to make it complicated. <laughs> but faithful, loving Jesus remains 13, Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. 
But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. She wanted, and he was thirsty, and she came with a bucket, and all the while he wanted to exchange with her a spring of living water of eternal life. Now her eyes are opening. Sir, the woman said, verse 15, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. I won't have to use my old ways. I won't have to come to the place that's familiar to me because when the sun sets me free, I'm free. Show me this water. 16, well, go and get your husband. Now he begins to share a word of knowledge. 17, I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, well, you're right. How many of you know he knows? <laughs> Come on, he knows. And he says, you're right, for you had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place to worship while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount, Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worship? 21, Jesus replied, dear woman, the time is coming. It will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. Scroll down, 23. But the time is coming, indeed, it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. 24, for God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who's called Christ. When he comes, he'll explain everything to us. And he said, I am the Messiah. I am the Messiah. I am here. God, where are you? I'm here. Lord, I'm thirsty. I'm here. God, I'm broken. I'm here. He meets us where we're at. And he will use the very things in our life that we are using to speak to us. And when we're willing to give them up, he, he has something greater for us. Amen? He says, I am the Messiah, and I am here. Verse 28, the woman left her water jar beside the well, ran back to the village, telling everyone, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. And this was before streaming existed. Okay? He didn't come via video. <laughs> he didn't come via video. I want you to pay attention to the word in verse 29. Come and see a man. She did not say come and hear a man. She said come and see a man. Because why? Her eyes were open. And she wanted the, the eyes of their hearts to be open as well. You know, there's one thing. You can't see what you've now seen. You can't, excuse me, you can't unsee what you've already seen. Once you know, you know. <laughs> and he is faithful to meet us in that place. And here's a woman who encounters a moment with Christ and the Spirit of God sets her free. And this moment quickly becomes a movement. She doesn't wait to go, well, I better go get trained up on how to go talk to people to invite them to come see this man. She ran and said, these people needed to know to come and see the one who could also set them free. That they didn't have to be thirsty anymore. They didn't have to be broken anymore. That there's an answer and there's hope and his name is Jesus. And that's exactly where we're at this morning. 
thank you, Lord. Free people. Free people. Free people. Free people. Oh, Lord, I thank you for your freedom this morning. As I was praying, Lord, what would you do in our hearts today? And there was a, just a few places, and I'm just going to submit these to you, and we'll just pray together. But I felt very strongly that there were people in this room today that you have identified with being stuck. You're feeling a captive in a place somewhat like a prison, whether it be mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. The good news is Jesus is meeting us right where we're at. And what I see is the cell door has no lock. Sometimes we can think we're stuck and we're really not. And today he's saying, you can push open the door, son. You can push open the door, daughter. Just call upon my name. I'm here to set you free. The second place I felt that there are people that are just feeling that thirst. It's been a dry season. It's been a dry season for whatever reason. It's been a dry season. And the river, the river, the move, the impulse of the love of God and the heart of God is moving through the room. And all we have to do is reach out into that love. Amen. I'd like to invite the worship to come back at this time. Physical bondage. I want to share with you, God has been moving by his grace so profoundly. We love to see the captives set free because we are a family that's been free. We were the family of no hope. We never knew the Lord. My parents, my family is sitting in the back there. So many of them just bless you and honor you. And my aunt, who was being witnessed to by a neighbor and invited to a Bible study, started sharing the word with my mom. The word became alive, and all of a sudden, we're saved. God's delivering my family. Where there was no hope, hope stepped in. Amen. Transformed not only their life, but so many lives because one one woman was willing to say, come and see. <laughs> come and see this Jesus. But as we've been continuing in just freedom ministry and moving and just trusting in the Lord and just obeying and following what he wants us to do, we've had the privilege to pray and see so many miracles just like you. And just recently, two weeks ago, we got a, a testimony back. And, man, I, you know those ones that are like, oh, that was nice, praise God. And then there's ones that you just want to run. You're just like, oh, man, this is exciting. There was a woman that we prayed for about six months ago who got, had a cancer report. And she was going through uh, cancer in her body and very hopeless. And we prayed for her in a prayer night <laughs> Believing God because we know that by his stripes we are healed. Amen. And we still believe that he's a healer and we still believe that he can do miracles so great. And he's not only is willing, but he wants to because of his love for you and I. We laid hands on her as a team. Six months later, we get a report that she goes to the doctor. And it's unexplainable. It's un, 
explainable. They can't explain it. But for some reason, the cancer spots all over her body have shrunk. They have shrunk. They don't know why they're shrinking, but they're shrinking. And she writes, I know that God is healing me and that these are going to be gone 100% soon. There's no reason why they should be shrinking. But after you guys prayed, come on. God is a good God. At a recent encounter we had, we were in a beautiful prayer time, a beautiful prayer time. And a sweet young lady, I didn't know this, but she, we, we just let the Holy Spirit move, and we're going to have a prayer moment, and he just knows where to meet us right where we're at. And the Holy Spirit was moving. Jesus was in the room. And she comes up to me afterwards, and there was a point where we were praying for lungs. We just really felt there was lungs. And, you know, sometimes grief is carried in our lungs physically. And I uh, just really felt that God was coming to the room to give people a fresh breath. Well, unbeknownst to me, I don't know her whole story. She comes up to me afterwards, and she said, that was me. I was laying there, and I... A few months prior... She was coming from a life of addiction. Someone invited her to this retreat, and she had lumps all in her throat, and she couldn't take a deep breath because she was in recovery. And during our prayer time, not only could she breathe deeply for the first time, and she was showing me, all the lumps on her throat disappeared in Jesus' mighty name. Come on. Freedom is a movement. Oh, man, and right then and there, I asked her the question, have you received your gift of the Holy Spirit? And she said, I, I, I'm not sure, but I, I read about that. And I said, yeah, it's yours today. She began praying in her prayer language. The Holy Spirit began moving in her life. And she's being used in our young adult ministry at our church uh, to this day. Praise God for her and what God is doing in and through. So let's pray. If you have any one of these needs that have been identified, I would just invite, I'd invite us all to stand. Let's just take this moment. Here is Jesus, and he is meeting us at our well. Whether it's thirst, whether you're feeling stuck, whether it's a physical need, this is what I know about our Savior he sees, and he knows us intimately, individually, and he loves us 100% right now. And freedom is not just this moment, but freedom is going to be a movement in and through, just like the river, our lives. And I want you to receive from his love. It's an invitation. It's an invitation. So let's close our eyes, bow our heads. And if you feel led, I want you to begin to lift up your hands before the Lord as an act of surrender. And whatever it is that you've come with, whatever your bucket symbolizes today, whatever that bucket looks like that you've come to draw with today, God himself, there's a divine exchange that's going to happen in this moment as we pray. Just go ahead and lift up your hands to the Lord. Father, I thank you right now. I thank you for every heartbeat in this room, every marriage that's represented, every family that's represented, every person, every individual, every heartbeat in this room right now. Lord, you love us. You, we are fully known. You fully see us. You are present right now. 
And Lord, I thank you that your love, your precious love is flowing in and through this room. Oh God, I thank you for the river, unhindered, undeniable, shifting, lifting, moving. Your perfect love that casts out all fear. He is here. I thank you for every physical need. Every physical need in the room. Oh, you are the healer, Lord. By your stripes, the healer is here. By your stripes, by your stripes, we are healed. We are healed. We are healed. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you. I thank you for what you have begun to do. I thank you for the exchange right now. I thank you, Lord, that we are receiving all that you have for us. I want you to repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I receive your love. I receive your love. Have your way in my heart. I give you my need. This bucket, this oppression, this anger, this confusion, this doubt, this fear, this marriage, those children, I give it to you. My finances, my frustrations, my future, my physical needs, you see me. I believe you see me and I receive your love by faith in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. We are located at 1415 Northeast 223rd Avenue in Fairview, Oregon. You can find us online at www.anthemfamily.org and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at My Anthem Family. God bless.